Welcome to the new Joel's Bar in 4K. It appears to be working everywhere. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you're moving the microphone, the video. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory, glory. Wisdom's fire. Let's do a little worship here. I like to worship to electronica because I'm a Gen Xer. I grew up in raves. This is worship music to me. You guys want to just enter into some trance? Let the trance of the Lord Jesus enter into you. And here we are. Running on the beach with Jesus. Waves crashing against your legs. Paradise restored.
And he's going to have two trance songs here. Get into the groove like Madonna says. Like a virgin. Papa, don't preach. I keep losing sleep. I'm keeping my baby. Then maybe we'll talk to you about Jesus or something. I Some kind of glory. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Woo. Pretty cool, huh? Oh, yeah. Check out the sky cam. Let the sky cam take you into the promised land. Isn't that cool? forgot to put legs on the new couch. <laughs> 
down here on the Emerald Velvet Submarine. And the legs were hidden, hidden in the belly of the couch, like the belly of the earth. This is Joe Smooth, Promised Land, Cosmic Gate Remix. ready for a new season of everything?
Fresh glory, head to toes. Aloe vera of eagles ascending. Aloe vera is one of the sacred ingredients in the anointing oil written in Song of Solomon. It's attributed to ascension. <laughs> the aloe of ascension healed in your rising on the wings of eagles. There's enough help here to help everyone rise from the realm of the dead. There's areas of us getting confronted with resurrection life. And if you open your heart, the word of God will lift you up. Paul says, I preach the resurrection, and I'm an eyewitness to the resurrection. The ministry of resurrection glory. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, and we preach in the power of his resurrection glory. And it's inside the containers of the Word of God through your ears. It's a season of clearing the ears and hearing much more clearly than ever before. What do you think the shout of the archangel is? Man, we got ears to hear now. Finally hear the angels. No longer stuck down there with the snakes under the dust of the earth. Now we're up in the heavenly glory with our brains renewed, transfigured by the renewing of our mind, so that our brain is influenced by heaven and not the earth. To be on the earth is to be in hell, to be in heaven, well, is to be in heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Amen. <laughs> Can you hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches? Interesting that the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, all who are thirsty, come and drink. If you have ears to hear, you hear the Spirit. And who else? The Bride, those that are possessed by the Spirit, because the Spirit needs flesh to speak. We're the speakers of the Spirit. The voice of many waters. Even the sonic booms of the Father thundering over Jesus, it came through His Spirit. Jesus was the temple of the Holy Spirit that brought the Father to earth, and everyone encountered the Father through Christ's heart. Everyone will encounter the glory of the Father. Let your light shine before others. They will see your good works, and then glorify your Father in heaven just like Jesus glorified his Father in heaven. How'd he do it? By being a temple walking around of the Spirit and speaking what the Spirit was saying in his heart. He had a repeat after me ministry. 
Ephesians 5.1, like, good children imitate their father. Every ministry on earth should be an imitation. Oh, yeah. Not fake. Copycat of God the Father. I only do what my father's doing. I only say what my father's saying. Repeat after me ministry. No prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. It has its origin in the Father. Not you, not me, the Father. You simply hear and speak what you hear as the words you hear have circumcised your heart so there's no mixture of you corrupting the message. Clarity, that's the crystal clear and the sparkling part of the river. And what's the spirit of Elijah? The voice of the river. Or the prophetic. Or the living word. Is there any living word? Is there any gospel apart from the river? I mean, what a joke. Dry, arid, Egyptian hell Christianity is no more. When the floods of the river break their banks and people begin to hear the living word in a level of the Holy Spirit they never even knew was available. Minds will be blown. People don't have a grid for living in high levels of glory. It's almost completely unknown in the charismatic church today that you can live in 10,000 watts of electricity. You can feel like your face was shot up with Novocaine. I mean, how strong do you want the presence? Do you want joy presence? There's levels of glory. We go from glory to glory, one dimension of glory to another dimension of glory by the Spirit of the Lord. How do you want to feel the presence? How close to the throne of Father do you want to be physically? Amen? Your soul will follow your spirit where your heart is. If your heart is in other places apart from the Father's throne, you will not feel his presence very strongly unless those who are close to the Father drowned you. And that's the floods of the days of Noah. That's why people are persecuted. We don't want to feel God's presence that strongly because it confronts our selfish will, our independence from God, our plans of what we're doing in our lives. And if you're a good teacher and preacher, you'd be confronting rebellion every day with the glory of the Father. Otherwise, you don't let the sheep go astray. You leave the 99 go after the one that's no longer going after the glory. What are you doing? Distracted, bewitched, deceived. What do you do? You thunder with the glory of his love right out of your heart. You use the sharp, double-edged sword to destroy Satan and his angels influencing people's minds through their ears. They're listening to the wrong spirits in the garden and it's taking them away from the throne of God. You have to confront it. You have to pastor people. You can pastor people and not be a pastor with every word you speak out of the river in your belly. How does the river flow? John 7, 38, out of your belly flows rivers. King James Version says belly. I like that, why? 
because he's opened the bowels of compassion because he went into the bowels of the earth. Isn't that interesting? The earth has bowels and you're an earthen vessel understanding the plumbing of the temple of the Holy Spirit, your body. Not naturally, this ain't biology, this is the new covenant called the temple of the Holy Spirit. And revelation, knowledge of the glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, meaning people will learn how to release the glory of God from their innermost being. In Greek, the word innermost being is the word womb, W-O-M-B. Like a womb man. That's where the womb was taken out of man in Eve. And she became the womb of man. It's true. How many of y'all know God has a womb? He created Adam and Eve in his image. Now you're born of God. Now you have God's womb. Singer in the 5.17, that's part of being all things new, that there's no, no longer Greek, no longer Jew, no longer male, no longer female. All are one in Christ. What does that even mean? Wow. means you're a divine creature means you're the divine offspring, the sons and daughters of God. And you're, fi you're figuring out what a new creation in Christ actually is. What God is, is what you are. You've been born of his seed. <laughs> and you're learning how to birth him. The key is awakening to the divine nature. And once you realize your inner man is exactly like God. Your outer man begins to transfigure by the renewing of your brain. When that begins to happen, you're no longer living a human life. You're living a divine Zoe life, a heavenly glory life, the Christian life, the anointed one's life, the quality of life that makes God God. <laughs> All kinds of different qualities of life, levels of glory, levels of anointing. Why settle for complacent satisfaction when the standard is absolute perfection? Be holy as your Father in heaven is holy. Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. I can't. Of course you can't. That's why you got Jesus in you. Only Jesus can. You realize you got the spirit of Jesus in you? You're not alone in that body? Jesus, come into my heart. And then we're looking for him on the outside. How many of y'all know that's called lost in the wilderness? And you'll come out of the wilderness leaning on your beloved because you realize the glory of Christ in you. It is written. Do you realize coming from God outside minded bewitchment to realizing the glory of Christ in you is the switch from technon infant in Christ to huios mature one in Christ. There's very few huioses in the world right now. We're all about creating huios which is creating mature sons who have realized the glory. You can hear the glory, you can hear knowledge of the glory, but do you really know him on the inside? Have you tested and proven that the throne of God the Father lives in your belly and your belly is a rich treasury of glory? Ephesians 3.16. Wouldn't that be fun to read it?
I love this new setup. It just feels completely brand new in every way. Thank you, Father. Thank you to everyone who's supporting this ministry, making this possible. We are so thrilled to be broadcasting in 4K and to have all this new equipment so you can hear everything so clearly today. Isn't it sound and look amazing? Thank you, Father. All of you have investment in this, and so you will be blessed. Let's go to Ephesians 3.16. Amplified Classic. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory. So God's got a rich treasury of his glory. <laughs> you know where it is? Have you found your rich treasury of glory? I know you've heard us teach on it, but have you realized the glory? You know, everyone that hasn't, deals with that orphanage spirit, that rejection spirit, abandonment. God blesses Brandon, but not me. I can barely pay my electric bill. Listen, realize the glory, Jehovah Jireh. It's not called rich, tre poor treasury of glory. It's called rich treasury of glory. Is it about money? No. It's about the Shekinah glory burning in your bloodstream changing your whole mindset, your heart, your bones, completely glorifying you, and then all things added unto you, which means now you can pay your electric bill. Absolutely truth. You must realize the glory to have a successful Christian life. It is the saddest thing, and heaven is doing everything it can to help the believers in the world. To go to church 40 years, be around the gifts of the Spirit, be around prophecy, and be completely God-outside-minded, bewitch Galatians 3-1 activity. You, it so breaks the heart of God, the level of maturity that's produced, because it doesn't take dominion over human systems, human cities, and, <laughs> and human nations. <laughs> this isn't what Jesus died for for us to have church on Sunday morning. That ain't it. That's not even close. Jesus died on the cross to glorify the planet through your heart. That you come into realms of kings. Who is he? The king of kings. Revelation 1, this scroll is for the kings and the priests of planet Earth. Do you realize... There's not a single trillionaire on the planet right now. Now, why is that important? Because King Solomon's net worth, a king of Israel, according to scholars, was $2 trillion. $2 trillion. And I say, well, even Jeff Bozo from Amazon's worth $110 billion. <laughs> but... There ain't, he's the richest man on the planet. There ain't even anyone even close to being a trillionaire. And the Spirit of God said to me, that's because there's no kings on the earth. I know you're kings in spirit. I know if you are die today, you'd 
have royal garments, you have crowns on the spirit. Where's your crown in the natural? That doesn't belong to Buckingham Palace. That belongs to the Israel of God. You think that's literal? Oh, it's literal. To the kings and priests of earth. Earth, earth. Revelation 5, 6, the seven spirits of God are sent out into all the spirit only. We'll just leave the earth to Jeff Bozo and the Rockefellers and the Illuminati because we're just barely even saved practicing pagan Christianity, thinking it's the glory of God. I don't think so, man. <laughs> if it was only about fire insurance in the spirit, you wouldn't need apostles governing authority. You wouldn't need prophets to be nothing to guide. Just evangelists and assassins get you saved, then blow your head off because now just go to heaven. No point in actual growth, nothing to conquer. And, you know, that's been our attitude in a lot of the church. We need the prophetic to guide and the apostolic to govern more than ever before in the world right now. You want to see the demonic activity cease in politics? Wow. Raise up a divine government of the un increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Wow. Nothing that Satan hates more than divine government. That's why you've never seen persecution until you've been around real apostles. You don't even know what it is. Because it's a different government. And what is Satan's stranglehold that has killed hundreds of millions? Not religion. Religion hasn't really killed that many compared to politics. Stalin, Hitler, all politicians. Roe versus Wade, all politics. Tens and hundreds of millions brutally murdered, brutally killed in the last hundred years. Almost none of it from religion. Very, I mean, like one percent. It's almost all from politics. So Satan's stranglehold on the nations is political governmental and God is dealing with it with bringing forth real apostles right now a different government that will have physical I'm not talking about the spiritual pseudo Christian garbage crap I'm talking about physical power in the natural realm by the glory of the stars and the sun and the moon celestial power Solomonic power. And I'm not talking Freemasonry. This ain't occult. This is Bible. This is for the sons of God. This is part of your inheritance. This is washed in the river, sanctified by God, part of your birthright. You have a birthright. If you mature in the things of the spirit, the things of the natural will be added unto you. The greatest of them, governing. We all know about the fivefold, right? What's the greatest of the fivefold? The governing. What is the prophetic for? To ultimately establish divine government. Oh, then you won't have to deal with Pol Pot and Adolf Hitler. You have peace. You have an apostolic covering. You have true kingdom, dominion, government of the glory with the law of love enforced through all flesh angelically from thrones 
of honor and glory in the Father's house, Isaiah 22, 23. It's time to take your places on your thrones. And I saw thrones there, Revelation says, plural. And to some of them I'll give authority to judge, like an extension of the white throne judgment seat of Christ on earth before Jesus returns. You betcha. Darn tootin'. <laughs> That's for my Minnesotans there. <laughs> you know, we call, call them Fargo because they're so far gone in the glory of God. Fargonians. <laughs> glory. Wow. <laughs> and so God is establishing his government during this time. That's why there has been such a craziness in politics. You've never seen tumultuous stuff in politics like this before in the planet. And it's a wonderful thing, but you've had the wicked in control of so much of people's perception and people's mind, just like a dark spell on people's mind, that they literally just tune into television like zombies and believe anything they're told. Haven't you read in Psalms, I said to my astonishment, all men are liars? Do you realize if you're listening to men, I'm not talking about sanctified men, because those aren't men and women. Remember, there's no male and female in Christ. That's Christ. To listen to a Christian is to not listen to a man or woman. You're not listening to a Jew or a Greek. You're listening to the spirit of glory, the river of life, heaven, in anyone sanctified in heart. And that should be normal everywhere. And we're going to raise that standard and go after that and get so sanctified in the river that every time a person speaks, it'll be out of heaven. And how do you speak out of heaven continuously? Because you know, Jesus Christ said that your words will be your judges. That's not a bad thing. Judgment is the best thing ever. The office of judge written in Revelation is what we need. We have judges and court systems of human error. But if we have courts and judges of God's perfection, divinity, righteousness, and justice... This world will clean up and clear up quickly, and that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Judgment by love is a cleansing. Judgment by religion is an accusation. It's a cursing. So if you understand that the throne of grace is the white throne judgment seen of Christ, don't you think grace is a judgment towards self-righteousness of the law? towards the pride of external appearances and external performance and religious rituals. See, grace judges man's effort to be divine. You go after grace, it will judge everything in you that tries to make yourself good apart from his spirit working. Paul only emphasized the grace of the Lord Jesus in your spirit and superhuman energy which he so mightily enkindles and works within you and the spirit of might working inside your heart, resurrecting your spirit for God's grace to build up your spirit, building each other up in the most holy faith, praying always in the Holy Spirit, always working in the inner man until you reach full spiritual stature, which is being enthroned in Zion, sitting on the throne of grace, champions of grace. Not one thing about it can you say, oh, it's me? No, you overcame you. That's called overcoming the curse of the fall until there is no you. 
There is no me. Consciousness of self is the intruder of sin. <laughs> Did you kick it out yet? That ain't you when you're self-aware, self-promoting, self-protecting. That's Satan. That's the kingdom of hell still working in your members. You get sanctified until all that's out, and the only thing you feel is the burning glory of God. Amen. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory. All this preaching and teaching is for you to fill your treasury, your spiritual stomach with treasure. Wisdom is more valuable than rubies beyond compare. Why? What is it? It's the life of God in your spirit. God is spirit. It's coming alive eternally. <laughs> Eternal life. It's the preaching of everlasting life of your inner man and the brain is starting to believe and agree. The word of God is preached. It goes in your ears and the brain's like, yeah, I guess I did read that in the Bible. Whoa, and now the energy of the grace of the Lord Jesus is taking my consciousness inside my brain from the outward performance of external bewitchment and the curse of the fall to the inner man where Christ is already in you and you're realizing the glory. Wow. Now your inner man begins to explode until rivers of living water flow out of your innermost being. But of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. And that produces a flood of heaven on earth. You'll find that the only opposition to the real preaching of the real gospel is the externalism, also known as Jezebel's bewitchment, everywhere. It's actually very rare to find a charismatic Christian, God inside-minded, that knows him where? In spirit and truth. <laughs> in the new covenant. Not the old covenant serving in buildings made by human hands. This ain't Molech. We don't serve Saturn anymore. We serve Christ. No longer in types and shadows, but in the same existence he had when he walked the earth. Same spirit. Same flesh. Same blood. Flesh of my flesh. Blood of my blood. Bone of my bone. Spirit of my spirit. Same father. Same divine offspring. And he's not ashamed to call you his brothers and sisters. Literally. People identify with all kinds of stuff. Do you consider yourself a brother or sister of the Messiah? Of the King of the Jews? One greater than Solomon who's here? Are you claiming to be of that royal race? That royal family? Royal priesthood, holy nation? It's a racial term. Are you claiming to be an Israelite? You better be. Otherwise, Satan's still got your birthright. And so this is the revelation you need to come into divine power, royal power. And get out all the religious stuff we've been taught that's been stealing, killing, and destroying from our souls. It's so confusing in this labyrinth, especially with the false prophetic having all the charismatic activity, but never building up your spirit. It's really, really sad. The Father allowed it. Why? Because through this suffering, you have grown in wisdom to understand God. That's why he allowed it. No temptation will seize you except what is common to man, and God is faithful to provide a way out. Meaning, 
what he allowed you to endure, he knew would allow you to know him better. It reveals him in the midst of all the falsehood of religion. God allowed it to be Babylon the Great. He wrote it in his Bible. Satan didn't call it that. Satan didn't call himself Prince of the Power of the Air. He didn't call himself this kingdom Great Confusion. That's what Babylon actually means. Great Confusion. God named it. God gave the title. The demons claim it. Isn't that crazy? God is totally sovereign over the realm of the dead, over demons. They use the same terminology that God's spoken. They do. They quote scripture like the back of their hand. 100 million religious demons, whole Bible memorized. Using God's language, deceiving Christians everywhere. It's true. But when you get into the river, you don't have to deal with those reptiles anymore. The serpents and their seed do not mature with anyone who drinks the waters of life because it's grace. Drinking is an act of effortlessness. That's why it's only mentioned as the only form of salvation in Apostle John's water gospel in the book of Revelation. There is no other way taught in John's gospel, John's epistles, or John's revelation other than drinking the glory, the living water. Where? From the spear in his side. I saw a lamb standing on the throne looking like it's been crucified. Revelation 5. Take it into 22 where the river is through the crucified lamb. The lamb that was slain, that blood and that water is still flowing out of him for 2,000 years. The issue is, have you learned how to drink it? When you learn how to drink it, you got all his blood. I'm telling you, infinite amounts. It's not a small amount. It's more than enough. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of just me. That's not what the Bible says. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the whole world. Greek word cosmos, meaning universe. What the heck? That's a lot of blood. That is a lot of blood. <laughs> so it's a supernatural thing from a physical act. It's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit through Jesus, the spotless lamb, crucified. What it is, is God the Father's light able to come through the man Christ Jesus' sacrifice. And God is infinite light. God is infinite glory. Never runs out, always more than enough. But he had to have Jesus die on the cross for it to come through man's flesh to restore man to that measure of infinite life. Before that, it's just scrapes, scraps, measures. To him whom I've sent, I have given my spirit without measurements. What the? Oh, so we're not limited to measurements anymore. Oh, you think that's going to cause a flood? Days of Noah? Amen. <laughs> the anointing has been given, not to you, to Jesus in you. Realize the glory. Who's the glory? Jesus in you is the glory, the King of glory. Psalms 24. Lift up your heads, O you gates, that the King of glory can come in. Old covenant, come out. New covenant. He already came in. Now it's time to let him out. Why does the Bible say, let the morning star rise in your heart? Because he's already in there. 
The moment you first believed, you got the fullness indeed of deity in bodily form. Mustard seed size. That's why everyone gets bewitched after born again. There's never been a single Christian in 2,000 years that didn't go through pride and bewitchment after they're born again. Two different types of pride that you are tempted by Satan. Satan lifted Jesus up onto the temple. Satan lifted Jesus up onto the mountain. You have to overcome the false priesthood and the false marketplace, Jacob and Boaz. Now in the new covenant, the, tem the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is your legs, marketplace and priesthood, kings and priests, Jacob and Boaz. And Satan lifted Jesus up. Counterfeit promotion. See, Satan lifts up every Christian in pride after they're born again. Don't even deny it. You know you have gone through it. Listen, Jesus went through it after he received the Holy Ghost. He received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. That's what the Bible says. And the Spirit allowed Satan to lift him up on the top of the temple and lift him up on the top of a very high mountain, showing him all the kingdoms of the world. How many of y'all know that is the counterfeit of success? The heights of the temple and the heights of the mountain. Marketplace and priesthood, Jachin and Boaz, the world. Shortcuts. Pride. Fallen angel activity. That is what you overcome after you're born again. Jesus did. You think Jesus had to overcome? Yeah, the Bible said he had to resist temptation. And he did perfectly and never sinned. Now, we fall a thousand times and get back up again, but those are the same testings being lifted up by Satan. And people think they're lifted up by God, but then they get offended because you know it's pride and it's not the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's always humility. That's how people react negatively to those that actually are God-promoted by those who are self-promoted or Satan-promoted. Wow. It's actually quite rare that you find anyone that's not Satan lifted up to the temple and not Satan lifted up to the very high mountain. Very rare. That person did it the right way. They entered through the narrow gate to the Father. And they chose internal sanctification just like Jesus, the true sons and daughters of God. Very rare. People want the easy way out. They don't want the sanctification because the sanctification is the crushing of the pride of the fallen angels. <laughs> oh, sign me up for crushing. Nobody wants it. People can you say they want it. I've watched them squirm for 15 years of ministry. I mean, I squirm. Everyone squirms. It's like, man, <laughs> there's still a lot more to be squeezed out. It's true. You stay humble. You grow in humility. There's always more of him, and there's always less of you. There's no arrival point. You're dealing with an infinite God. That's why you can only enter the kingdom or a new realm of glory like little children. Oh, gee whiz, that's a new area of freedom. I don't know anything about that. I'm, you might have a lot of fruit in one of these rooms. See, because the interior castle has seven mansions. And in each mansion, there are hundreds of rooms. It's, this is a big house. It's your soul. And just because you have one room beautifully furnished, crystal chandelier, the light of truth shining in that area of your life, like 
overcoming alcohol or overcoming pornography or you're not doing the acts of sin that you once did in those rooms in your soul. You have victory by Christ's grace and Christ's truth, by revelation burning as a lamp inside the soul. That doesn't mean that every other room is lit up and is taken care of. There might be whole realms of your soul that are dormant, that God hasn't even worked on yet. That's why you enter through those doors by humility. And you have to desire a greater sanctification. Otherwise, you just live in those few rooms your whole life. And that's what most Christians do. We are being asked by God the Father to sanctify every room in the seven interior mansions. Amen. And it's a perfect fit for the menorah, the light of the Holy Spirit. He will light your soul up if you let him. And don't beat yourself up when you resist him. God is well equipped to deal with poopy diapers. He is He's an excellent diaper changer. He will wash you, clean you, aloe vera you, get rid of the rashes. He has the nicest skin cream. Uh, he knows how he made you. He formed you. He knows the intricacies of your inner man, your outer man, better than any doctor, any scientist. You're going to be shocked how smart God is. But he's so effortless about it because he's such a good God. People don't take him seriously. They, they go after the Greek-educated doctor and take him seriously. And next thing you know, they're wearing masks for six months and only seven people in America had COVID-19 or something. You just can't listen to these people. <laughs> Total frauds. Now, Father God is a doctor. You want to listen to his doctor's report. But people haven't heard God clearly. They don't. There's higher words coming that you have to train your mind through your ears to listen to. And it's a different level of hearing than ever before because you're hearing a higher frequency, a higher vibration, a higher angelic knowledge. When we were younger in the Lord, we had a different diet than we're mature in the Lord. Paul says, when you're young, you don't speak in wisdom, but there is a maturity spoken amongst those that are wise. It's called wisdom. And you learn how to talk. Immaturity is not learning how to talk yet because you don't communicate in the high angelic knowledge like angels. See, it's all about learning how to talk and act and live as the angels talk in the high glory. Amen. We go from glory to glory by the word of God in the river of life. And it changes your ability to communicate the mysteries of the kingdom. Jesus said the mysteries of the kingdom are hidden from them. And to them I speak in parables, but to you I speak in plain speech. Why? So you have understanding to speak. To communicate out of the spirit of understanding. Why speak in parables and riddles? Because wisdom is costly. Understanding costs you everything. Pay the price. Because Jesus wasn't a stumbling block by giving people the tree of knowledge. 
He required a parable so you'd have to sacrifice the soulish, selfish nature of the fallen angels in you in order to have the precious pearl of great price. The word of God living in you. To cherish the word. To cherish wisdom more valuable than rubies. More precious than sapphires and emeralds. To understand the value of the word of God that regenerates and animates your spirit. Resurrecting your spirit by the treasure of his glory. That you may inherit the inheritance for those that are sanctified to fill your treasure house with the words of his glory. Understanding. Understanding is your treasure house. You know what the rarest treasure on the planet is? Proverbs tells you. Understanding. The rarest treasure, much more rare than wisdom. Wisdom's rare. Understanding ultra rare item you find that sell that item on ebay for a million dollars like diablo 2 or something <laughs> back in the day <laughs> you hear about the new drop ultra ultra rare understanding wow oh my god we don't even know what it is never even seen it before you'd be surprised wisdom and understanding counsel and might knowledge and the fear of the lord and the spirit of the lord the treasury of his glory inside you valuing the inner man the hidden person of the heart the secret place <laughs> guarding your heart above all things because from it proceed all the issues of life <laughs> Do you value your heart? Are you still just sinning and killing your heart? Wisdom begins to treasure the eternal person. Is your whole life built around serving your eternal person? See, that's what refinement is. That's what sanctification does. It gets your soul, your mind, your flesh, the, your external realm bowing to Jesus in your eternal spirit? Does your world bow to Jesus? Did what you build, will it pass the eternal test? Tested in fire. That's what judges are doing now, apostles. Government judges of the kingdom of heaven. They'll begin to test works. And it, you know, the Bible says, Judgment starts in the house of God. <laughs> Aren't you happy about it? I know this crew is so excited about it. Most of these people have been excommunicated for 20 years. <laughs> the zealots in the river. Locked up in Herod's jail cell. <laughs> hoping Jezebel doesn't cut their head off. Holy Ghost. No, we passed that test. That's done. We're in a new season. Gone. She's gone. You are now in the season of the government of the apostles being established in America. Right here out of Minneapolis, God is going to reveal divine government. The only thing you can compare it to is Solomon. That's accurate. 
and people are being tested as Absalom. God the Father warned me, he's like, as Solomon comes forth, the only tests these people have to pass to just get ridiculously blessed is pass the Absalom test. Pride, get your hair caught in the tree. Pass your Satan lifting you up to the temple and Satan lifting you up on the mountain, testing. And keep passing and keep growing. And when you mess up and stuff's exposed, don't beat yourself up. God's only revealing for healing. Satan reveals for condemnation. God never does. He loves you. He created you. He sent his son to die for you. The revealing, what does the Bible say? The Holy Spirit is sent out for conviction, judgment, and righteousness. Convicting for judgment to produce righteousness. Conviction is your greatest friend. Unless you're convicted, how will you even know? Listen, we come out of such depravity as human beings that unless the convictor convicts, our standard will be so low, we won't even know God at all. Father, convict us. We need conviction. I want conviction. Stronger conviction. I pray this month of September for a thousandfold increase of the Holy Spirit's conviction. Amen. <laughs> Amen. What is it going to do? Intensify the glory, the goodness, the peace, the love, the prosperity, the joy. Your joy will get so high. Why? Because that's how God is. God is the most joyful person in heaven, the most peaceful person. He requires fruit because he is so fruitful. Everything heaven is doing to you is to make you like God and to perfect you. And we are so stubborn and prideful that we think we're something when we're nothing. We think we're something in the flesh. We need to humble ourselves and realize God's just trying to make us more like him in our personality, in our emotions, in our feeling, in our health, the health of our flesh. He's going to perfect every area, not just spiritually, physically. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Be clean as your Father in heaven's clean. The word clean, holiness or sanctified, washed. You, know, you have the big old basin for the priests in the Old Testament. Why? Because they had to wash everything. Everything must be washed all the time. And the stuff that doesn't come out in the wash, burnt, thrown away, made brand new every morning. New garments. Do you understand the level of clean and unclean? That was the entire obsession of the Old Covenant. Clean and unclean. Is God OCD? When it comes to darkness and light, he is. God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. Everything must be clean. You will clean up your hygiene. You clean up your dishes. You clean up your rooms. You clean up every area of your life, physically and spiritually, both, as you're getting sanctified. Always happens. Why? On earth as it is in heaven. How is it in heaven? Clean. Beautiful. Perfect. Amazing. Does God care if you make a mess? Absolutely not. God is the wildest man there is. Listen, you don't even know what wild is until you hang out with Jesus and his champions. There's no one wilder. Shama. You hang out with Jesus, it actually blows your mind the level of freedom. 
What I've found in ministry 15 years is that freedom is what really astonishes people. The teaching, the knowledge, the revelation, a little bit. That's not even so offensive. You could teach on mysticism 20 years, have a huge ministry, and have very little offense. You have blogs, they'll call you a false prophet, little stuff. But the big thing is when you start getting into actual freedom. Like Jesus go around spitting in people's eyes, healing on the Sabbath, feasting, call the drunkard and the glutton. Like talk about levels of freedom that caused the leaders of the society to condemn him for his physical activity. Because all they did is have fun. It's like all your disciples do is have fun. You need to look more religious and professional. Otherwise, they're not going to donate to your ministry, Jesus. Jesus didn't care. Because he was magnifying the celebration nature of God the Father. I'm not here for rituals and performance. This is in the synagogue of Satan. I'm here to have fun with Dad. The garden was created to walk with the Father in the coolness of the day. To have fun with the Father. Do you even realize you're on this planet? What do you even go to synagogue for is to know God and live your life in the goodness of God. But it had turned into the occult. It had turned into religious demons who were ministering out of the grave instead of the river. And that's very much the same situation as what Christianity has turned into, for the most part, worldwide. The people minister out of a dead spirit. They don't even know Christ in them. They don't know about a rich treasury glory. They don't, they're not even in the new covenant. God's outside them flying around Pluto or something. Nibiru with the reptilians living on Saturn's moon. But the truth is that God is inside your heart. And that's the new covenant is growing out of that seed of faith until the full realization of the temple being glorified. See, the lamb's already been slain once and for all. But is your temple glorified? I will glorify it still. The priest could no longer minister by reason of the cloud after Solomon sacrificed a thousand bulls. It was the blood that brought the glory. It was actually the gold first, then the blood, then the glory. How much gold? $226 billion in gold. Accurate number. Solomon's temple was worth $226 billion with the B. Solomon's net worth in today's money, exactly worth $2 trillion. You want to get into the glory? Solomon is the greatest example of it in the Bible. Why? The priest could no longer minister by reason of the cloud. I'm talking about in the natural realm. Jesus didn't show us the natural. Remember, he went up into the cloud. He said, greater works will you do. One greater than Solomon's here. Oh, now I'm not here. Now I'm up in the cloud. Now you're here. Take my spirit and become greater than Solomon with me living in the midst of you. That hasn't happened yet. That's the tabernacle of David that comes forth now. <laughs> That's what's going to freak people out. No trillionaires yet. It's coming. It's coming with the glory of Christ in you. Scripture says, I will glorify the house of my dwelling. And the people that know their flesh is the new covenant house will be glorified right now beyond anything you can imagine. You can't even imagine, fathom, 
We've been in continuous glory experiences for 21 years. I live mind blown daily at God. There's not one day that goes by in 21 years of going from glory to glory that my mind's not blown watching God come out of the inside of me, blowing my brain away. Like this thing just doesn't get it. The brain is so secondary, third dairy, fourth dairy. It's so far away from the accuracy of what God releases in the spirit. That's why you just can't live out of the flesh. You have to live out of the rich treasury glory. You have to live out of rivers flowing out of your innermost being. Otherwise, you will be so lost and so far away in your brain from what God the Father is saying and doing on the throne. It becomes complete and total deception, everything said and done. And that's what strange fire has, has done. Deceived the whole world where people are not controlled in their brain by the Spirit, Romans 8, but are at enmity. I got emails from people messaging me. I've been watching you for nine years. Now you're claiming to be an apostle and prophet. I can't watch you anymore. It's all pride. Over 24 times in the New Testament, Apostle Paul called himself an apostle. See, people just can't handle apostolic authority. It drives them nuts because it exposes their disobedience. Because the apostle comes with government and authority. And people will manifest their rebellion on you beyond anything you can imagine. This is what the Spirit's saying. Acts 28. You'd be surprised. After this judgment has come through the whole body of Christ, we're not going to Christians. Almost all the Christians have chosen their permanent place of how close they're going to be to the throne forever. Now we're going to the world, and they will listen. I've tested millions. I have preached to the charismatic church on broadcasting the glory of God, the word of God accurately for 12 years. People have positioned their very soul right where they'll be in the body of Christ. Not much is going to change amongst the Christians. Don't even waste your time. They're, the stubbornness you deal with is beyond comprehension. If it were not true, I'd tell you. But it's true. They have so much knowledge, so little actual wisdom and understanding in their spiritual stomach. It's just garbage. So you just let them go. They blaspheme like it's nothing and then accuse the glory of God and the freedom of God of blasphemy. Completely upside down and backwards. Paul says in, in Acts 28, I'm done. Because God said he's done. These people have heard it. The Jews heard it. All the synagogues heard it. All the churches heard it. All the Christians heard it. Do you want to live in the throne room glory? Do you want to live outside of the temple of Molech and Saturn and paganism pretending to be Christianity? Outside of Jezebel's charismatic witchcraft? Do you want to live in the true glory in the river outside of all man's ability to be a witch? And so that's been proclaimed to the world for over a decade. And they're held accountable. So God will establish judges now in the promised land outside of buildings made by human hands. And it will look like a completely different form of Christianity because it's the true and accurate form called the kingdom of heaven. It's organic. It's not man-pleasing. It's not man-controlling. It's God-pleasing. 
It's glory freedom. <laughs> Gonna be totally wild. Church of the firstborn in heaven being established on earth. And I looked and I saw no church there for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its church, temple, or building. His flesh is your building. Do you live inside the flesh of the body of Christ? I mean, how much do you experience that temple, that church, instead of earth's shadows made by demons? Demons. Remember Peter, James, and John, Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 16? Let us build three shelters, one for Elijah, Moses, and Christ. Babylon, that was the sinful satanic nature of man's religion responding to the Father's glory. And that's applauded by people like, oh, you're a good church planner. planner. That's satanic religion, buddy. That's practicing the curse of the fall and not the glory of God. There's no church in heaven. And every church is like on earth as it is in heaven. It'll melt down your walls because there's no churches in heaven. If you want to be non-hypocritical, can you handle the truth? Have you built on shifting sand, obedience to the word and the spirit, or solid rock? If you obeyed the Bible in the spirit of wisdom and understanding, and you did not labor in vain, you'll have rewards that last. You think people that built on sand going to have lasting rewards? Everything they've done their entire Christian lives will burn and count for nothing. Anyone who built on sand wasted all their finances, every church service, every sermon, every teaching, burn. And when the glory comes, forgiveness comes, Lamb of God, take away the sin. Sin is religious activity falling short of the glory. Meaning it'll be as if none of that activity ever even existed, which is true forgiveness. No memory of it. Timeline healed. Restoration of all things. Redeeming all that wasted time. Everything the canker worm, which is the brain, has stolen, connected to altars of demons. Practicing sorcery instead of righteousness. Totally bewitched. All of it will melt away by the coming apostolic government of the glory of God. And it will set the nations free in perfected liberty for every eye to see the great glory in Jesus' name. Bless you guys. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.